Hello, my name is Taylor Clement, and I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Regan Taylor, and I'm the director of communications. And today's podcast episode is really just a summer catch-up. So we've got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to kind of review the year. We're going to kind of talk about what we're doing over the summer, what we're looking to next year. It's really just an update. Yeah. So Taylor, what have you been up to this summer? A lot. Taken up any new hobbies, gone on any trips? You know, I've done some. Yeah, no, I, I would love to like come on and be like, yes, I'm doing this woodworking project and, you know, hand carving a mm-hmm. canoe to take to Creve Court. No, it's none of that. Um, I pressure washed my patio. Um, that, that was a big undertaking. Wow, big, big things happening this summer for you. Well, you know, you have to, you have to aim high, um, really shoot for the stars. Um, no, we, our kids go to camp. Uh, my daughter goes to camp in Northeast Alabama, um, and my son does. So we kind of were toting them around. I had a cousin get, that already got married in Mexico. So my wife and I went down to that wedding and that was really fun. It was a destination wedding. So fun. it was as American as it can be in a foreign country and- what so, do you mean by that? It was at a resort where everybody spoke English. Oh, and we well. never left the resort. So, but you had a good time. It was a great time. It was right. just the two of us plus like family, but no kids. So that was. That sounds like a blast. It was really fun. It was fun. Good start yeah. to your what, summer. What about you? Well, other than working, which I have a different work schedule than I've ever had, a little lighter than usual, which is nice. Um, I have taken up hobbies. I, I haven't told you this. You have not told me this. I figured why not start now when I'm 27 than to teach myself piano. So I bought a piano and I've been teaching myself. You bought a piano? (laughs) I did. Kind of an impulse purchase, but it's been really fun. Oh my goodness. I know. It's been great. But also some travel in there. We went to Austin and Chicago. I saw Taylor Swift. So that was great. Yeah, Yeah, it was was a blast. So Are you still on that high? Oh, the Taylor Swift high? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. I, I be I left being a bigger Swifty than I went in, so oh, I think wow. that means okay. my my nieces went to those concerts when they were in, in Nashville. Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they it's a big deal. It, it was a big deal. Um, it was it was a big big deal. Uh, big deal. As my wife and sister in law were texting them uh, while we were at the Cardinal game, and I wasn't annoyed at all. Nope, nope. You weren't a little jealous that you weren't there. Uh, not at all. Oh, okay. Well, but I have met Taylor Swift before. No, you haven't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas shopping one year when I lived what? in Nashville. Yeah. 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 Dead serious. Did you get a picture with her? Uh, my wife did. I wouldn't, I took the picture. I would not be in the picture. Oh my goodness. Um, so you just can't handle Taylor Swift, huh? Well, no, okay. she's also like a Glamazon tall. Like she's super yes, tall. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm not the tallest. Um, oh. I can admit this, but that wasn't why I just didn't. There's like this really weird rule in Nashville. You see a celebrity, you don't ask for a photo like that is a rule that that is yeah it's pretty sacred i appreciate and, that actually they're human beings too yeah so like i saw a lot of celebrities when we lived there the difference is this was the only one i ever saw my wife want a picture with well, and this Taylor was swift yeah but this was also like early on this was like teardrops on my guitar early wow to drop that katie was a hipster for taylor swift she knew she knew talent when she saw it it's called swipsters yeah, right. No, I don't know. So, oh, well, that's fun. But well, what are you doing? Wow. Wait, wait. Before we go in, though, there, there's one more thing you're doing that's pretty big this summer, and you leave tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., taking a trip across the pond, one of your favorite places. Yes. My husband and I are going to London tomorrow morning. We've never been to Europe, and we're going to see the Cardinals game, if you can yeah. believe that. I can believe that. Do I get wife points for going all the way to London yes, with my you husband? Do. Absolutely. To the Cardinals game? No, I'm just kidding. We're really excited. We're big Cardinals fans, so... It'll be fun. 
that's really fun. You've given us great recommendations from your trip. That's, so that's my goal. You interview. We, we did an interview earlier about my yes. trip over there. So yes, we'll, so. we'll have to catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really curious to see baseball in a soccer stadium. Yeah, I mean, I know somebody can be like, yeah, you have that in the U.S. Yeah, but like they don't really like the right. most they do is football, our football into a soccer stadium. Right. And this is going to be really interesting to me. Like, I agree. Infield and you know, pitching mounds and et cetera. I don't will know. it be a mix of people there and people from our city or will it just be a bunch of Americans who flew over? We'll find out. Or Americans that just live over there. Yeah, that's true. So that it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. So but yeah, it'll be fun. Our first time. So oh, I'll report back on all the details. Well, it's great. You know, as Winston Churchill said, it's um, two peoples separated by a common language. So <laughs> Not a not a podcast with Taylor if he's not bringing Winston Churchill into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, uh, let's get into let's get into today's stuff. I mean, there, there's a, there's actually a lot to catch up on, and I think um, you know uh, from some from more formal conversations to just kind of uh, different conversations I've had in passing. I think there's a lot of questions that people have. Um, probably the predominant one is is do I work in the summer? Mm-hmm. which is yes, I still work five days a week in the summer. Uh, the difference is, is it's not as much of a, uh, the pace isn't as quick. Mm-hmm. It's a slower pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of reading. I've already read a few books this summer. Uh, I keep going through those. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say just, just to kind of kind of put a breath to this, for schools and an administration, summer is is, is about planning. We've kind of already mm-hmm. planned, you know, in the spring, we had already chosen what our summer read was, mm-hmm. what are some growth opportunities for the future. But summer is really about some reflection, mm-hmm. some time to think, some time to prepare, some time to plan, and and really look at some of those micro to macro changes that we, that we want to make. And not everything we want to be reactive. It's really a time to be very proactive. Mm-hmm. And if it is reactive, how can we be more responsive than reactive? And so that's something I, I usually bring in. But yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of an overarching thing. But Reagan, you've you appropriately prepared with questions for this. Mm-hmm. And so you and I've talked about it, but I would say, yeah, fire away. Yeah, I think that's a common question people ask is, are we working this summer? If we are working, what are we doing? You kind of touched on it, touched on it on a macro level, but can you explain a little bit what admin's working on? Any changes to our team over the summer? We have a new addition, so maybe hit on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say the first thing um, we have Stacy Engel, who's coming on as our admissions mm-hmm. director. Uh, Stacy has been in the office every day that I've yes. been in the office. She's been um, working hard. It's been impressive because I didn't ask the suffer and Jennifer. Sweetly has been training her and doing well, and that has been a real encouragement just to see a lot of excitement about that role. Um, Stacy's been doing a great job reviewing uh, different aspects from, I would say, a different lens. Stacy's Mm -hmm. been a great classroom teacher, and so to go from teacher to administrator, she's really working on building that skill set of not just, oh, how do I do this role, but Mm -hmm. how do I need to view the school through the lens of this role, and that's a vastly different piece. And, and I would say a lot of teachers, they need to be, if you have a second grade teacher, we want them to be seeing their classroom. And that is really their, the corner of the world that God has called them to make great. Mm-hmm. And administration, it's a little bit broader of a lens and it's supposed to be. And it does not always mean that it's a better lens at all. Um, and what I would say is it's a really sweet thing to see Stacy step into this role 
and do that. And Jennifer's doing a marvelous job training her, but it's really fun. It's been a fun dynamic for us in the yeah, office. It's been neat. I'm excited for her to come on and she brings such a unique pers- perspective coming from the classroom. I'm really excited to see how she implements that in this new role. Well, and before we go to the other question here, the other part of that question. So a lot of parents that are, that are listening, if they've not taught, they've been in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, it's, I, I would compare schools to seasons. We're, we're in season 10, month out of, 10 months out of the year, and then we're out of season two months out of the year. We're still working. We're still honing the craft. Teachers, some teachers can, can really unplug and do some stuff. Some teachers are, are still, still working on things. But for you, this is your first summer mm-hmm. coming from a more corporate environment. I know yes. you work for a church, but, but it's still more corporate in nature Very. compared to a summer at a school. Yes. Talk about the differences there for a second. Well, there's... There's differences between my old job and this one, definitely, Pace being one of them. Um, But the difference between this job during the school year and the summer has been really exciting for me. I jumped in in October, um, which is kind of a hectic time to jump in. Yeah. But it was a blast (laughs) all the way through. I was, you know, going full speed the whole way, which was great. But um, the summer's been nice to reflect and look at the backlog of ideas and things I wanted to implement and start working on them. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun for me to plan and focus on things that are going to be starting up in the new year, the new school year. So it's been, it's been really fun. I liked it a lot. It's nice. Uh, I love the kids. I love them so much, but you do get more work done when a little bit when, uh, kids aren't coming to the nurse all the time. But, you know, that's also a blessing on the job is seeing their little face, sweet faces all, all day long. Yeah, the amount of ice packs we give out is immense. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun space. And, and I'll say I, I, I like turning into more of a learner mm-hmm. during the summer mm-hmm. and being able to, to really think and, and wrestle with certain questions and how is this going to be implemented and you get time to, right. to be – um, more intentional. Right. So, and that, that part's really great. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, is taking time to slow down and even listen. We sent out a parent survey recently and it's been nice to, to go through those responses and just hear from parents about how you can innovate. I don't think you can innovate without slowing down and reflecting on what you've already done. So that's what the summer has been for us. I feel. Yeah. And, and there's a quote and I, I used this, um, with, with a colleague earlier today, um, a guy named Jesse Swigert um, had a quote and says, go slower to do more. Right. Yes. And um, and there there's different variations of that quote um, that, that are logical and applicable. But the idea is we get to slow down. Um, you know, Monday I came to the office for a few hours and, and was working and reading and doing some things. And then I took my kids to the pool mm-hmm. and um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the family time um, today. Uh, it'll be hopefully something a little similar, even though, um, you know, we'll still fulfill the office hours. But right. It really is just like families want space and they want time together. Um, I mm-hmm. think we get that. But the intentionality, the slowing down, there's a season for that. Yes. I think that's that's biblical to, to have seasons of stagnation. And if you think of farming, you know, there's a st- season of stagnation in winter with farming. And that's a little bit of the, it doesn't mean that, that growing isn't occurring or that, that development isn't occurring, but it does mean that that the um, the harvesting isn't as as big mm-hmm. as um as demanding as it might be in the spring summer and fall right that makes sense well we've hit a lot on what admin is working on this summer can you hit on 
what teachers are doing, how are they preparing for the new year? I know they're getting a break, but there's still some things that they're they're reflecting on reading throughout the summer. So yeah, yeah. So um, first thing is is every teacher kind of does off season the way they do it. We had a teacher years ago, she no longer teaches here, but she and her family, they, they would pack up, they had a, a fifth wheel, um, you know, um, essentially pop-up trailer, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And they would choose a new state or a new national park every year. And then they would load up for a month and they would go off and do their thing. And then they'd come back they would do their reading and everything, but it was really cool. Uh, love that. Um, you have other families that, um, you know, there's some teachers up here tutoring each and every day. There's some right. doing professional development. Uh, so it really kind of depends on what their their schedules and their family lives mm-hmm. are calling them to. Some some are here in St. Louis, and there may be a single teacher with their family in another part of the country. They go and spend ample time there. Right. Um, I would say the one thing that, that we want teachers to do is we want teachers to rest. Yes. Um, and and that that may seem kind of obvious in one sense, and then but but there's a why to that, and I think the why is in, in unpacking that is is really deep and so there's kind of there's kind of two things i think the the first to that rest is um you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself you don't want to go into a school year exhausted um a school year does take an emotional uh bandwidth from you um or emotional um expression Mm -hmm. on a different level because yeah i mean kids get home and you know you're putting a child to bed and that child you know tells you about something that happened during the day the teacher may have no idea that that happened. They may not have been on recess duty, but it is still that teacher's responsibility. And that te- and, and our teachers want to help. They yes. want to step into those things. But that's just a different uh, way of engagement uh, throughout the year. And so when you have this, this season of transition for the child or the class, you want that teacher to be able to rest from that. You want them to grow spiritually and to have yes. times of re- reflection and prayer and to find out, hey, God, um, in these quieter moments, what, what's your small voice telling me? Right. What's the small voice? Um, so that that's a big thing. I think the second thing that we want to see them do is is read and learn. Um, are they are they reading? And and I and I do mean reading. I, I used to watch movies all the time. I think one one summer when I was younger, I watched like thirty five movies over a summer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but you know, and I would say now that I have kids, I don't watch as many movies, but I, I read as much. Um, and I would say, you know, we have, we have a book that, that our faculty are reading right now. And that book is, uh, it's called long story short. And it's really what I've considered a Jesus storybook Bible for adults. Mm-hmm. And it's really a, a picture of the creation fall, uh, redemption and restoration narrative that, that is in scripture, but it's done in a really, uh, kind of a short, uh, choppy way it's almost commercialized um, and, and I mean that from a from a synchronization standpoint um, it's a great read and it's just gospel centered because one of the things that I really want our teachers digging deep in and letting saturate is when we are teaching in that classroom what we are doing is we are we are focusing our children yes on Jesus but it's not just to be good moral little Christ followers right. it's that we're being Christ followers that we're training them to go and redeem the world mm-hmm so that we can delight in the Lord and the Lord can delight in us, right? That there, yes. there's, a, there's a furthering out of this. And, and a good way to, to, to put it in another book that I read was, you know, God didn't give, when, when God gave us food and, and creation, he didn't just give us apples and bananas. He gave us pears and plums mm-hmm. and figs and 
oranges and, you know, kumquats and everything right. else, not because um, we needed those things, but because there's delight in how God wanted to show his love for us. Right. And so as we're teaching children, we want to teach them that salvation comes through the Lord, but that there's a level of excellence and love that we want to embody for them so that they can understand that there's delight in the learning, that mm-hmm. there's delight in the journey, and that there's that all that breadth and the, the width that the Lord is putting on us, not just the oranges and bananas, mm-hmm. right, but, but all the other fruits in that basket are part of the, the graciousness and, and really the lavishness of the Lord. Right. And that, and I, and and it seems like I'm being a little romantic, but frankly, that that's the joy that the Lord bestows upon us, mm-hmm. and that we can delight in. And then, and so, how are we doing that in academics? How are we doing that in relationships? How are we doing that in the spirituality of it? These are all things we want to impart to our kids, and it starts with a gospel message each and every right. day. Like you said, it it takes slowing down to remember, and that I started the book, and it's it's a great back to basics. Um, yeah kind of read of just remembering the foundation and who God is and who he is in our life and the story of the Bible. It's great. It's digestible and it's a great read. Good pick. Thanks. Yeah. And, and that came from Chad Townsley. I got to give Chad Got to give credit that. where credit is due. Yeah, it was a great, it's a great book, but you know, if you're a parent, you're looking for like, Oh, I could use a little, you know, spiritual vitamin uh, here and there. It's a great book. It's easy. It's what a hundred, 150 pages. It's, it's short. a shorter read. And, and that's what I want for our faculty. Um, I'm digging into some deeper reads right now, mm-hmm. uh, very deep reads. But I would say this is a really good digestible book, and it's just a great synopsis of the gospel and how the Old Testament and New Testament weave together, but where Christ is an anchor point for each story, mm-hmm. which is what I love. Yeah, it's a great, great thing for our teachers to be reading over the summer to just stay connected to their faith and grow in their spirituality to prepare for the new year. Um, Speaking of teachers, yep. one concern people have had, and rightfully so, is it seems like a lot of teachers are leaving. Yeah. Um, and I can see why they think that, because yeah. there are a number of teachers who are leaving. And, of course, you can um, jump to, to conclusions as to why. So could you just touch on that? What are your thoughts about that? Should we be concerned um, going in the new year? Is this normal? Yeah. Is this... What are, you, what are your thoughts on the teachers who are leaving? And so, you know, I, I would say education is just like any other industry uh, for the most part um, when it comes to, to hiring and, and seeing transitions. Um, there, there are seasons where we've had, I think, one teacher leave one year, um, or we've gone through seasons where our, our faculty retention rate is insanely high and is um, way against the industry norms. Mm-hmm. Um and there are other other years where you have high turnover. I saw that with my, my wife used to teach at a great school um, in Nashville, and they had one year where I think they lost like twenty five percent of their faculty. And and those years you do you say is there something more concerning? Mm-hmm. And so I would say I would say to families I would say two things. Number one, if you if you have a relationship with one of those teachers, go ask them. Um, mm-hmm. I think be be bold and ask. And I say that because um, we've got professional relationships with them and. You know, I would say when I look at, I'm just, I'll just call out some names. When I look at an Andrew Schoenhoff who has been part time and is now going working full time for the church, like we're not sending Andrew and being like, man, I can't believe he's doing that to us. We're like, hey, go and do an amazing job and how can we help? And right. Andrew's still going to have a connection with us um, as he works across the hall. But that, that wasn't, that didn't take 
me by surprise. It didn't take Andrew by surprise. Um, it didn't take the church by surprise. We've been working on uh, where, where does he need to land? He's getting married this summer. Right. You got Abigail Ticola who's having a baby and she's moving to be closer to family. Um, Kelly Wood um, was my son's teacher last year. And I even asked my son, I said, you know, bud, what, what was your favorite thing about third grade? And he said, my teacher. And so, like, these are not lost on me right. of the people that are leaving. And, the, yeah, there's some, there's definitely going to be a talent gap mm-hmm. that, that we need to hire, too. And we'll talk about that, I know, in just a minute. But the idea is um, I want to make sure that if somebody is leaving, that we can help them leave, whether they're choosing to or whether it's, it, there's some professional differences, whatever that may be, right. that we can choose to help them leave joyfully and leave in a manner that allows them to to either A, come back if they wanna come back, mm-hmm. or B, how can we how can we help them progress? Because one, one thing that we always wanna make sure employees know is their success is our success. If somebody's taught at Kirk Day School and they're going and doing a great job, we wanna, we wanna be excited with them. Yeah. And, and we know that and that's a blessing on in KDS, but a lot of the reasons that, that people have left are incredibly organic they're, they're yes. very natural life transitions, but I would say ask them. And if you want to ask me, um, I still need to, to make sure I have HR in mind uh, when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean, there a lot of them are good reasons, but it's a lot at once. You know, we're right. going to miss Jennifer. We love Jennifer oh, in the office. Yes. Jennifer's been, been my right-hand person for eight years now. Um, and so, you know, even though I might slash her tires on her last day, um, <laughs> kidding, uh, she's leaving great, and yes. I, I'm going to miss her, and I'm going to miss her friendship. Uh, but in the same way, I'm really happy for her and what she's got, uh, what the Lord's got in store for her. Mm-hmm. And frankly, there's she's not leaving to go to something. She's, right. she's doing that for her family. And exactly. I'm excited for Grace and Matthew and Ethan, her children, as, as we get to see her um, do some motherhood with them and, and, and the season of life. And that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So what you're saying is there's no big conspiracy where people are dropping off like flies. Well, I mean, there, there was the, the alien landing and that we've been trying to deny. Taylor, we said we weren't going to talk about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but other than right. that, yeah, I mean, I, I would say there, there's not this, this driving concern. There's not, there's not a big hole. Um, and if there is, they're doing an amazing job of keeping mm-hmm. me in, in the dark about it as well as the, the rest of our, our faculty are there areas that we need to be improving upon? A thousand percent, yes. And can I ask questions that I know the answer to and give easy, easy answers? Of mm-hmm. course, that's that's what podcasts are for. <laughs> um, no, but I, w- I would say we want to be improving. We don't want to put our head in the sand. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, I think um, I think if you're concerned, to me, that means you care. Mm-hmm. You, ca- you care about your child's education. You right. care about Kirk Day School. I would say um, take this as a season as much as, as you can. Right. If you want to trust that, if, if there's something that I've said that's like, hey, I really actually want to unpack that more, reach out. Um, that's something that, that we're happy to to do. But again, I, I still need to, to be professional and, and have that HR of perspective. Of course. And, you know, we're sad to see these teachers go and it's going to be a different season. Um, but with the changing of the season, it also brings exciting new things that are happening. We have some amazing, amazing new faculty coming on board. Yeah. We do. Next school year. We have some awesome uh, folks coming on. So, you know, one thing that, that I never want to do is I never want to um, be too much out with the old and with the new. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to disparage the people that are leaving. 
but you always want to be um, excited about what's coming. And okay. and I will say that the folks that are coming to us, it is such a good group. I, I would say it may be the best single year of onboarding I've ever experienced okay. of, of new faculty. Um, we've got just some amazing teachers. Uh, there were so many that would come in and, and I, I'll tell you, uh, at least three, four different interviews that we had where people would say, hey, before that person leaves the building, you need to offer them a contract. Wow. And so the talent pool is deep. Yes. Uh, we're really excited about that. Um, I will say this, uh, Caitlin Lady, who's going to be teaching in fifth grade. Um, Caitlin was already a parent at Kirk Day School. She had been uh, teaching at Westminster. This past year, she had taught in toddler time. Her teaching partner was my wife. And so I had to make the very <laughs> conscious decision do I recruit this teacher and hire them away from my spouse for the benefit of Kirk Day School or not? And the answer is yes. Yes, you do. And the answer was yes. And, <laughs> you know, um, my wife will talk to me at some point. Um, I'm sure. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, We're excited to have her, though. But the couch is really comfortable. Yeah. Like, we got a great couch at home. Um, that being said, Caitlin, no, my wife was, was saying how great of a teacher Caitlin was. And so I, I had some insider information there. But then when she comes in, um, and, and just to be explicit, uh, a teacher doesn't just interview with me and I'm like, cool, you're hired and, and we roll. Yes. There, there's, a, there's a very deep process that we go through. And, and I will say, I love our process. Um, I, think, I think it's gotten really good. We've honed that over the years. And, and I would say we're continuing to look for that. Um, one of the things about, about hiring teachers is they, they fill out an application. You can see that application on our, on our website. But we're, we're looking for certain things in that. They come in, um, they, they interview with me uh, and or another uh, administrator. So typically I'm going to be a part of that, that initial interview process. Mm -hmm. And then I pass that, that person on and I pass them on to, to a separate process, which is uh, really, um, it's a three-part process. So they come in for that initial interview and then it would be, they do, they sit down with two department, two or three department chairs, and they talk about their spiritual formation and how they would be a part of the spiritual formation of other children and their teaching. And then the second part would be their pedagogical um, philosophy. What, what is their philosophy of teaching or their pedagogy rather? What is their philosophy of teaching and how are they going to impart that in the classroom? How are they going to do with parents? And so the, there's a whole nother committee that, that reviews that. And if we are in school and, I, and I, because we do have to make some hires over the summer, we're going to have them teach a sample lesson. We want to see them in action. We want to see them dance, frankly. Mm -hmm. And we want to see how they're interacting. And sometimes um, there's some hand-holding that, that we can do because, hey, we want to see this person really succeed. Other times that person says, hey, I really just, right, let me let me take a shot at this. And um, you may have heard a child mention that, but regardless, they go through this process and uh, we have deep discussions about this. And it's not just, Oh, okay. That person fits. Check. Right. Um, you know, there is some of that from a man. How how do we do this? But sometimes it's how do we do this? But where would they fit? Right. And we want to find the right fit, and we want to find the right team player. And if you know, you know the the famous book, uh, Good to Great. You want the right people on the bus, and and typically we're looking at people that that understand our educational philosophy, and they understand our theology. Yeah. And when those two things align, that, that makes for a really great hire. Um, what I will say is what, where we need to increase as a school and the feedback that I've gotten from parents and the things that I reflect over the year, we have to do a better job of onboarding. Mm. Um, I, think, I think our parents are feeling 
and I could be wrong. We'll talk about this probably next podcast episode. Teaser, Easter egg. There you go. There's the, oh, I like that Easter egg. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a bit of a culture at Kirk Day School that we have to be better at onboarding for, not just saying, hey, this is a great teacher. Oh, hey, this is a great Christian uh, person. Yes. But that they understand what I was talking about earlier of that gospel-centered delighting in the Lord and the Lord delighting in us as we are learning about God's world. Yes. Not for the sake of going and getting into a good secondary school, college, and, and job and making a lot of money, mm-hmm. but for the sake of redeeming the world and, and restoring the world um, for the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if they're getting that and they're getting that vision, that is a much deeper vision than anything else that, that I could possibly name. Yes. And, and so we're, we're wanting to do that. We're wanting to hone that, but also understand what, what parents are desiring. Oh, of course. And, you know, when people are leaving who you love and care about and new people are coming in, it, it makes sense to have a little bit of fear or concern or anxiety about it. But I can't stress enough. I'm new here, but I'm really excited about these new hires. And you said it yourself. It's, it's a good group of people. So I think this next year is going to be fantastic. Yeah. The Lord has really provided in that realm for us. It's been, it's been exciting. And there, there are times I have a friend, I have a great friend who's a head of school in Atlanta and he's always like, I want to have it done by the end of May. And hiring for faculty does not always go that way. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear. Um, I I think I gave a contract out in February this year. Um, and I'm, you know, I could potentially give another one out before the summer's over. That being said, there's not, the, the season window is still a window but man, it, the Lord has brought some some really great folks who get what we're trying to do right. on a really deep level. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Another thing we didn't hit on about um, this summer is even if people are such a great fit, theologically, academically, the whole nine yards, it is really nice to be mentored by people who have already been here for a while. Yeah. And this summer, I know that the new teachers are meeting with current staff we already have doing some mentoring and I think that's really important Yeah, to be so, integrated. Well, and, and again, this is probably an area where I would say um, we've seen different iterations of, of onboarding, and I've experienced that in three different schools um, and in two different markets. And, and what, what should teachers expect? And I will say sometimes it's school to school, sometimes it's teacher to teacher mm-hmm. of what to expect. I've seen some teachers be very frustrated with us and said, you didn't give us anything. Like, you basically right. said go. Um, noted. I've had other teachers that are like, you tried to give us a drink of water with a fire hose Mm. and we were inundated. And so some of it is in the eye of the beholder, but, Mm. but as as a, as a parent, you say, okay, well, well, what if if my child comes in and they have a new teacher, what can I expect this new teacher to have experienced? Well, give you an example. So June, um, in June, we have a really, um, what we would consider kind of dip your toe in the water, uh, onboarding session. And that's, they're coming in, they're hearing the history of the school, they're going to hear from one of the pastors of the churches, they're, they're going to um, sit down and have some deep discussion about the kind of the 30,000 foot level of Kirk Day School. Uh, in July, they'll, they'll be meeting with a mentor, uh, they, they will be assigned mentors, somebody that has been here a long time and has a deep understanding of what we're trying to do. And then from that mentor, um, they'll, they'll really begin to unpack curriculum in July. What is, what is the, the curriculum piece so that they're not trying to decorate their classroom and learn their math curriculum all within like 10 days, right? right? That, that there's something deeper there. And then in August, it's more of a day-to-day, like, hey, here's your schedule. This is kind of some things that we still have to work out. Like, And, and so from 9.35 to you know 10.45, your kids will be at specials or right. whatever that is. 
And, and, it, and, and notice there's some gradients there of going from the 30,000 foot to maybe a 10,000 foot to more of a mm-hmm. 10 inches uh, vantage point. Right. And we're, we're trying to do that for them um, and also allow them in a sense to boil the frog of saying, okay, this doesn't feel like I'm getting a, a, a bath in ice water. This feels like, hey, I'm, I'm really able to have this summer to know what my classroom looks like, what some right. of my peers look like, um, you know, they'll get their their email addresses and their their computers right. and everything in June so that we can make sure that by August they're, they're really ready to go and they're focusing on the right things. And they're excited. Yeah. I yeah. We want them excited. to be excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, other than teachers, other new things are happening um, around the building, especially, especially this week. Yeah. It's construction city. It's like it Bob the Builder came to Kirk Day School. You almost need to wear a hard hat in here. But it means exciting things are happening. Can you yeah. touch on a few exciting things that are changing to the building over the summer? Yeah. So there's there's really two two big projects. Uh, the first is internal. The second is external. Uh, the, the internal project is, you know, if, if you've been at Kirk Day School longer than, than a minute, you might know that space is an issue for us. Uh, everything from storage to rooms to whatever. And that's a good problem. Um, I would say we have been operating, uh, at least from, from my seat, we have been operating at a max capacity in regards to how many students we can hold and offer a quality education. And there's there's been times, and we've learned this over the years, that you need to move walls, mm-hmm. might need to build a wall, might need to tear one down, you know, Reagan and Gorbachev, whatever you want to call it. The the idea, though, uh, is we're, we're, we're tra- transitioning some rooms downstairs, but we're also building a lot of storage downstairs um, in some areas. If you've been in the Kirk as well, you know that we love our coat racks, mm-hmm. and we're getting rid of some coat racks, converting those into closets. This has been a small passion project of mine um, since I interviewed for the job of, like, why are we, like, there? there's enough, like, every single member of our congregation could have two coats in this building and there would still be a plethora of coat hangers. So yes. we have enough. We had that covered. Yes. But now we, we've converted a lot of that into closet space. And so that's been really good. That's great. Um, we've, uh, we have a very large kindergarten class, but we have expanded one of our kindergarten classrooms. So we have two very large rooms. Yes. Um, so I feel like that that's in a really good spot, but outside, outside's where everybody's going to notice. Oh yes. If you drive by the school today, You'll see some stuff going on out there. That's right. What's happening? The long-awaited playground has broken ground, and they've begun. So exciting. It's exciting. It's going to look so amazing. It is. They were out there today surveying, and um, they've they've gotten rid of all the concrete. It's moving faster than I thought it would. Yeah. Well, this part. This part. This part. Really fast. Once it's Um, starting. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that know, we're we're building that early childhood playground. Number one, I think the space is a lot bigger than... It looks realize. massive. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a massive space. Um, they've torn away all of the concrete. It's gone. And they've torn away all the padding, all the fencing. Um, we're adding some green space uh, from a from a, fl- a a true plant and floral perspective, and then it'll be turf. It'll be the same turf that we use on the field. It's the same company that we used for them. Um, for those that that had tuned in before, you know, it was a bidding process and rising construction cost, et cetera. But but I think we finally landed, and and it's going really well so far. There haven't been any hiccups. We're really excited, and we're on target to finish by school starting. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, such a blessing to those kids. Oh my goodness, they're going to. It really is so excited when they come back. I know. Well, those are great, exciting changes. A lot happening around here in the summer. They're really exciting. Um, the the playground's going to be a fun thing to watch. It will. Um, I can't wait to see the and kids' it, faces. Yeah, and, and I think it's going to feel really good for families to see it. And, and it's 
it's going to feel more like a, a, a real a proper space for kids to play um, and it's not going to feel as antiquated and it's going to, you know, do the thing that, that we all experience as homeowners or, or, you know, as adults. And that is you improve one area and it makes you want to improve another. Of course. So it's a slow progress, but, uh, we're moving in the, in a fun direction, lots of exciting things happening. So to answer the question, we are working this summer. Things are happening here. Exciting uh, a things. A lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the next episode is going to be? Okay. We talked about yes. the Easter eggs. What are we talking right, about here, next time? Here it comes. By the way, speaking of Easter eggs, here, yes. goes, here goes a Taylor trivia bit. Did you know oh boy. that in every single Pixar movie since Toy Story, okay. the Pizza Planet SUV is in every single one? I did not know that. Okay, seriously, this That's is That's incredible. So if you, you know watch... Why? It's just their own Easter egg. It's, it's like a game a they fun play. Thing for them. So, for instance, um, you know, if if you're familiar with Toy Story, you have Woody and Buzz, and they get separated from Andy, and they go to Pizza Planet one night. Of course. And um, and they they hitch a ride on this like old like truck SUV type of thing. Yeah. And basically, in every movie that Pixar's made since, wow. it's in there. Not every Disney movie. Let me be clear. Pixar. This is Pixar. And you can like YouTube it and it's in every movie. And so like even Brave, which takes place in like the middle ages, yeah. they drop to get them. creative with that one. They do. And it's really fun. I'm not going to, oh. I'm not going to spoil okay, it. Yeah. Don't tell me, but I want to play my own little bingo game with well, Pizza Planet Truck. A couple of years ago, the movie Onward came out. Mm-hmm. It was on Disney plus, And I remember like we watched great movie. Onward. Oh, great movie. We watched Onward and we were like, we got to watch for the, for the truck. Did you find it? And we did. Absolutely. It was awesome. Love an Easter egg. It's really fun. All right. So our own Easter egg, though, is, you know, a couple of days ago, Reagan, you sent out, um, you sent out a survey to our families and we really want to talk through some of the feedback that you're giving. Some of it is really good and it's really valuable. And, and I say some of it, it it all is. We need to hear this. We want to to be in an area uh, where we can improve. And I, and I will say that that's an area I need to grow in uh, of getting that feedback and moving. And how are we doing this as a school? And I think um, you guys have so many perspectives, whether you have one child or, or four children uh, in the school. I'm saying four because I think that's the max we have currently enrolled. Yeah. Um, but by that being said, we want that feedback and we want to know what is working, what is, is being missed. And I think the, the initial results that we have are so informative. Mm. They're so helpful. So helpful. Incredibly helpful. But we, we want to make sure that, that we're also addressing that. Um, and that we're truly partnering with you. The very first thing in our mission statement is to partner with Christian parents. Mm-hmm. And we we need to do a better job of listening and we need to do a better job of hearing. And how we do that is, is really going to matter. And I would say, yeah, uh, we're going to try to be in a season of that. All the teachers that are leaving, yeah, we're going to be surveying them too. Families right. that are leaving, we're surveying them as well. We want to make sure that we're getting feedback. And, you know, just like any feedback, there's, there's times where, where you really need to press into it. There's times where you might need to ignore some. But we're going to do a really diligent job with that. Reagan has, uh, you have a much deeper history of getting feedback than, than me, though. <laughs> and so, so Reagan's been a huge help with that. But our, but our admin team as a whole, we've, we've been really uh, going over that. And we're not yes. going to miss that. Uh, yes. So just know you're, when, you, when you do that survey, we're going to see it. And we want to see it. Right. And there's nothing worse than filling out a survey and thinking, did they even see this? Did they even read this? Is anything going to change from this? So... In the next episode, we definitely want to talk about your responses, talk about concerns. Um, and hear about your trip to London. Uh, we may sprinkle in a little of that. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's on the next episode and it'll be exciting. Looking forward to it. If you haven't filled out the survey already, there's still time to fill it out. Yes, please do. Highlighter highlights or look at your email. Super. Or if you're, you know, really desperate and you're like, I'm on a cruise ship and I don't have anything, just email Ray in. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, hey, that'll be next time. Reagan, enjoy your trip across the pond and uh, we'll go from there. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you.